This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hey, this is Andrea, and I'm the host of the Balance and Bliss podcast. Your girl loves to chat, and if you're looking to connect with your body in a physical, mental, and more intentional way, then come tune in with me weekly as I share with you relatable and actionable things you can do on your pursuit to wellness and happiness. Come on over. You deserve a little more bliss in your life. Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness, when in fact, it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Say It Out Loud podcast. You've got me here, Christine D, and I have a pretty special guest. In fact, I'm going to say that geographically, this is the furthest guest I have ever had on the show (laughs) and took a little bit of organizing to get our schedules to match up so we could actually have this conversation. Um, And I'm very excited to introduce you to Rebecca Saunders. You guys are going to love this. Um, She loves helping people make their uniqueness their superpower, which you know by listening to this podcast, I am all on board with. So I can't wait to jump into this conversation with Rebecca. But first, I want to say, Rebecca, thank you for being here um, all the way from Australia. (laughs) (laughs) I love how excited you are that I'm the furthest away. Thank you. (laughs) Great to be here. Awesome to have you here. So um, I am going to ask you if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners just a little bit about you so they get a gist of who you are, and then we'll dive in and we'll start talking about kind of how you got to where you are today. Oh, such a big question. Okay. So um, as as you mentioned just now, I do, I, I specialize right now in helping women turn their uniqueness into their superpower. And where that's really come from is I have alopecia. Um, Alopecia is an autoimmune disorder. That means I've got no hair anywhere. Um, And it took me the best part of 25 years to be okay with being who I am and going hair free, all me out in front of the world. And when I did that, my business skyrocketed. Like I've never been happier. It's just been, I'm sure we will deep dive into that the more we get into this conversation. But for me, it's about giving women that empowerment to go, hey, you can be you and it's all right. Like stuff what others think you have the best time and live your best life. And that's led me to starting an online community for women called the Champagne Lounge because I don't feel that we celebrate ourselves enough as women in life, in business and all the things. Um, so that's what I do. I, I empower women to be themselves and um, we have an online cheer squad to do just the same. Oh my gosh. I love it. Like and anybody who's been listening and I know that you've checked out the podcast before, like this is totally my bag. I love helping women do the same thing. So I feel like we're two sisters in a room who really don't are. have really any clue about each other other than how we've seen each other in social media and a couple of email conversations. <laughs> and the podcast. Exactly. As right? soon as I found you online, I'm like, she's my kind of girl. Like, I love that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And (laughs) and I love that you just like reached out like, Hey, I found you on podcast and I would love to chat with you. Are you into that? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I love it. Yes, absolutely. You know, one of my my superpowers is actually the ability to ask. And people always ask me, how do you, 
how do you just ask people things? Really quite easy, but apparently it's not to a lot of people. So there you go. That's another one of my superpowers. Just it's not and I think and asking a question. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, I think especially too, like as women, where we haven't been really encouraged to use our voice and just ask questions and say the things out loud, right? So that's the whole purpose behind this podcast, right? Is to is to provide a platform where we can talk about the real things that happen to us so that we're saying them out loud and other people can know that they're not alone in those things and and we can be empowered to go out there and do whatever we want and use whatever superpowers we have, right? To be the exactly. best. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk about, because it sounds like, I mean, you weren't always from Australia and, and I don't know, like I have actually a cousin who has alopecia, but he came across it later in life. So I'm a little curious sort of how that kind of, so where a little bit about where you're from, what brought you to, this is a big question, I think coming out of my mouth right now, (laughs) but like how you landed in Australia of all places, but you know, in your journey, how or where did you come across alopecia and how did that start to form for you in your life? Yeah, um, that is a big question. Um, so originally from the UK, I think I've got my twang back a little bit. I've been talking to my sister and mum a little bit more over the last few months because um, my sister's had a baby. So it's one of those things. If I spend more time around UK people, my UK twang comes back, you know, so um, originally from the UK and I. I'll answer the Australia question first. So originally from the UK, when I was little, my mum's brother moved to Sydney. So we were very, very, very fortunate. And I can't emphasize that enough that instead of doing, you know, regular family holidays as you would do, um, you know, around where you live or not too far away growing up, we came to Australia a lot. Uh, So every couple of years we came over we had free accommodation, places to stay, you know, so we came for the whole school holidays regularly. And I just went, you know, I just want to live in Australia. I just want to live in Sydney. I want to live where I can see that bridge every day, where I can see the opera house. It's so pretty. I want to move there. And so when I was 21, 21, I think I decided that actually, you know, stuff, I'm just going to go and booked a ticket. So by the time I turned 22, I'd booked a one-way ticket to Australia and thought, I'll figure it out when I'm there. I'll just, I'll just go and figure it out. And so I arrived on a working holiday visa. Um, and from there, like I jumped forward a few steps from there, I then started, um, my first business, which is a video production company. I started that company to sponsor myself to stay in the country. So I didn't go your usual route of, you know, finding a company to sponsor you to stay and get your visa and your citizenship. I built one. So that's sort of one of one of the things that I've done. But the alopecia part of the journey is I got alopecia when I was seven. So I don't really know. No one really knows what causes it. So you really kind of have two sort of ways of getting it, I suppose. Some people like, oh, mystery, like no idea where that's come from. And the other is like stress induced. So you'll see in the media, two different ways of portraying it. it can come later in life through either of those reasons as well for a lot of people. So it's quite an unknown. I then had a beautiful GP that worked with my mom to help me get real hair wigs as a child. So from the age of seven, all the way through to 32. Um, I was, I wore wigs. I played around with them, 
different colors, different lengths, red, blonde, brunette, you know, all the fun colors. So I had fun with it, but I was never comfortable enough to do just me. Um, And so that's actually come a lot later in life. Hmm. So you probably almost found yourself in a way like hiding behind the hair, like hiding behind the wigs a little, you know, did you find, did you use it like, um, like, did you find that you were often like playing a different character or did you, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People ask me that a lot. And actually, yes, I did. Not necessarily a different character per se. I wasn't like, you know, crazy, crazy brunette one day and like ditzy blonde the next, but there was definite changes in my personality unconsciously when I did change color. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can imagine too, like, so you're, you found out that you have alopecia really in your formative years, right? So like young, so seven is like, well, here in Canada anyway, seven is, what is that? Grade two, I think grade one or two, somewhere in there. So probably about the same. Yeah. I'd really, say really so. young. Mm. Yeah. So were, were there any, like, did you have to do anything else in your life to help you with alopecia? Like what, like, what was that like going, do you, rem- do you remember what that was like going through from the time that you were seven, as you were going through teenagehood, for example? Look, I don't, I don't remember a lot and I don't know if it's because I've blocked it out in a way or whether it's just hasn't really resonated because it didn't need to, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't come across anything too icky and I wasn't, yes, there were a couple of bullies along the way, but you know, minor, really quite minor in comparison to what I know some kids go through at school in terms of bullying. So I was really, I'm really lucky. I think in that way that I was just kind of accepted in saying that, you know, I did kind of do my best to look and fit in at school. You know, I was, if I, hadn't worn the wigs, I'm sure it would have been a very different story. So um, I think in that way, it did, it did mean that I lived a pretty, pretty normal life as a kid, you know, um, I could even wear my wigs during like school sports and swimming and all those things. So um, it was a little bit crazy when I look back and go, really? Like you did all of that? Like it's the amount of time I've got left like back in my day, Christine, around like just not worrying about that crap anymore. It's just mental. I wonder what I feel. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it would have been like, I imagine that would be exhausting, tiring to constantly make sure that your, you know, your hair is on straight or that you're, you know, it's going to stay on while you're in the pool or, you know, constantly, I would imagine it would be like almost like a mental load too, right? Because you're always thinking about it. Massively massive mental load constantly thinking is it going to come off have I got tape have I got the right things you know have I got time I mean I don't know how ladies do it right have I got time to wash it and dry it like people do that every day you know day in day out but for me it was that whole have I got it right have I got it right and it wasn't until I released sort of myself out into the world that I looked back and went oh my gosh I I used to when I moved to Australia and started my business I used to document what color hair I was wearing, talking to what client so that I didn't like do it differently next time. Oh, I, my I can God. only imagine the level of mental load I had at the time of just, cause at the time for me, it was normal. That was just normal. It wasn't. Um, but I look back and go, that's exhausting. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. just the things I was doing to try and make it so that I wouldn't make other people feel uncomfortable, which is all in my head. So I've realized later on. Mm. Yeah. But like too, like this, this strikes on, even though maybe the majority of kids don't 
have alopecia, but most of us do grow up feeling like we can't be who we are. We can't be ourselves. We have to pretend and, or just fit in with everybody else because that's what everybody does, right? Like that's what society teaches us. So, um, you know, I'm curious, what was it in your life? Like, obviously you had this big change when you moved to Australia, but what was it that, you know, had you taken the hair off? What, what was it that inspired or gave you the bravery or the courage to show up as you? Yeah. So like, I think for me, I was very, you know, my mom was great in just saying, you be you do what you're doing. You know, I, there was never any pressure for me to fit in. It was all my decision to wear, to wear wigs. And so there was no, um, you must look this way. And I feel that growing, growing up in the era of, you know, emo kids and goth kids and all of that stuff. There was a lot of self-expression with kids. You know, when I look at kids now at school, I'm going, they're all carbon copies of each other for the most part. Like that is insane. Um, whereas we had a lot of fun, you know, so crazy clothes, crazy makeup. Um, I was, I was in that group of kids. So there was always that, um, self-expression to be who you are. But when I moved to Australia, um, I still did hair and makeup every morning until probably I was here for probably three or four years and through building my business and meeting other businesswomen opened my eyes to oh there's other people like me not who have alopecia like me but who have their own hang-ups and are dealing with that and you know these conversations or they're struggling to put themselves out there and just go with it. Or I've got this thing or, 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 and I'm like, Oh, I'm in a whole room of full of women that go, yeah, I've, I've got crap too. You know, like I've got stuff to deal with and we're, you know, you be you and we're going to love you regardless. And so being part of those communities as a business owner, that was the lifeblood of my, my friendship groups, my new created family in a new country. So I have crafted my life to be surrounded by people that love me and will have my back always. There's never anyone niggling in the corner. Um, there's never, you know, that odd I don't know, family member or old friend that's like, babe, check yourself. I'm like, mm, there's, no, there's none of that, you know? So I, I've, I've sort of shed that off into a new country um, and built it all how I want it to be. And so we were talking before we start hit record about sunburn, right? So I was in Noosa, which is on the Queensland coast. So very hot at a conference and I'm going, oh, I feel all empowered. This is going to be great. Um, and I found this lady, her name was Kelly. She was beautiful and she lived locally. And she said, I'm going stand up paddleboarding. Does anybody want to come? And my little, you know, empowered soul went, yeah, let's go paddleboarding. That'll be great. I hate water. Just by the way, I hate it. I'll sit in it, bob in it. But the whole idea of this scared the crap out of me. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stand up paddleboard and I'm going to do it without hair on as well. So let me tell you that the sun is so hot in Queensland that I decided that that was going to be the day that I would go hair free and go stand up paddleboarding for a few hours. And I was as red as a lobster by the end of that. I thought, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. But then I still went back to the hotel for the conference dinner and put hair on. So imagine putting sticky tape on that sunburn. I was like, oh my gosh, that was my first experience out in the world, like no hair, let's do it kind of thing that I can recall. And then it took me a few more years 
to be comfortable being hair-free in my own home, being comfortable going out doing exercise without hair on. Then I met my um, now husband and I remember him coming home going, babe, it's 40 degrees outside. Uh, Why are you wearing hair? Like, that's just ridiculous. It's like you're sat here with a hat on. No one's ever put it that, that before. So, you know, it started just to creep in in my personal life. Then I was comfortable with friends coming around neighbors seeing it you know it just sort of started slowly but it was during COVID that I decided okay something's got to give like glasses I have I wear glasses so they're mandatory right to see screen time was up I couldn't do the contacts all the time masks were mandatory hair was just too much like too much around my face too much around my head I was like something's got to go and my hair was the only thing that wasn't mandatory so so that was what went Um, and I don't do things by halves. So I went, okay, I'm ready for it. I've got the ultimate cheer squad of business chicks around me. Let's do it. So I called in some friends. I went, can you come do, you know, I was going to say hair and makeup then just makeup, um, and bring the camera. And we did a whole photo shoot and overnight I changed everything across all my social media, my entire website, everything. And then just shut the laptop and went "Eh, out into the world now. Let's see what happens (laughs) so that's the long long short version really quick of what got me to being yeah I'm I'm out here now and let's do it oh my gosh I love it and there's so many little nuggets in there um I would love to pull out all of them but like one really glaring one for me is that you surrounded yourself with these amazing people and you were empowered by the people that you were with and you know I think it's so important the people that we connect with the people that get our energy, the people that share space with us and time with us, the impact that they can have on us is so incredibly huge. And I think that, right. And I don't think most people are really super conscious about that, you know, and we're, we're, we seem so like attached to people like, oh, I can't like let those people go because I've known them forever or they're my friends, but like, we really don't realize how much that energy can really make an impact. It's massive. And, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that if you, if you said it quite bluntly, oh, I'm going to cull the people that, you know, no longer serve me anymore. Sounds a little bit, you know, on a, oh, get off your high horse, babe. Like that's all right. But, you know, if you have a little bit, little bit, that's, that's essentially what you have to do. Go, you know, do these people like my soul on fire when I go and hang out with them? Or do I just go to drinks or go to coffee or go to dinner? Because that's something we've always done. And, really I come away feeling a little bit drained. You know, that's the conversations that I encourage people to think about and have with themselves because you get your energy and you are, I don't quite remember the exact phrase, but you are, you know, a reflection of the people you spend time with. So if you're not around people that lift you up and light you up and send you on your happy little merry way to go make your dreams a reality, you know, you're with the wrong people. So there's a whole sort of way of going, friends let's let's just check in with who they are you know I'm sure it's very difficult with you know school mums and like having young kids and doing the whole um managing those relationships while you're trying to be over here but um it's possible you've just got to have the hard conversations with yourself and so many people that I've, I've shared you know this process with have gone um so I just didn't bother sending that text did they notice? 
no. <laughs> so most of the time you're spending time with people that really wouldn't chase you up to hang out with you anyway. So it's kind of the overthinking piece um, of, am I going to be judged by it? And most, most people just aren't paying much attention. So just be mm. you. Yeah. I love that. Well, there's so much freedom in just being who we are. You know, it's like when, when we shed this idea that we have to be something or we have to meet other people's expectations and do all of these things to be somebody, it's like, it's like the hair, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to meet everybody else with where they're at. And all of a sudden you have to ask yourself, like, why am I working so hard to be who I need to be for everyone else? And what do I really want? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it can be wrapped up being selfish. You know, lots of people go, oh, you're being quite selfish with that. Um, But I've got it right here on my mood board, you know, right here, vision board, self-care isn't selfish. You know, you've got to be your best version of you to show up the best way possible for your family, for your friends, for your clients. So yeah, it's that whole piece of just being comfortable with who you are and the right people will gravitate towards that. It's so true. And I think that one, you know, when I talk to clients, and I'm sure this is probably very similar with you, is there's a big fear with people is that as they change or as they become more of who they're meant to be, they become more home to themselves. They're worried that they're going to lose friends. They're going to not have people around them because they can feel those relationships changing, right? You can feel them changing. You and can. Yeah. You know, like what, what would be something or what is something maybe that you share with the women that you empower and help to support um, about that topic? Cause I'm sure it comes up a lot. It does come up a lot and it kind of goes in my view, one of two ways, and I'm not going to go down the negative path. So there's normally three ways, but we'll do two. Um, you are, you, when, when you can be yourself, it's actually really surprising how much you empower the others around you to go, oh, I can be me too then. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can. And so you sort of unlock almost this hidden superpower in everyone around you. Yeah, most people around you to go, I'm going to be me and it's okay for you to be you too. And it has that ripple effect, which I think is really quite cool that if you didn't have those conversations or start, you know, being you and exploring what that looks like for you and having that level of, um, what's having that level of just curiousness to actually explore that you're giving people the power around you to do the same thing, which I think is really awesome. But also if they don't, so the second one to that is if they're not up for going on the ride, then they're not the right people and they'll fall off and you need to trust in the process that you'll find the right people because they're there. They are completely hundred percent there. Like you and I both have communities that people can come and be part of to go, hello, this is me. This is what I do. Like, I just want to say hi. Um, and you know, it's finding stuff like that. It doesn't have to be in person. It can be virtual. And the technology these days means that we can do this, right? I'm the furthest podcast guest away, but I found you online because I'm looking for people like me. And so they're out there. You just need to find them and trust in the process that they'll find you in the right time. Mm, it's so true because like really too, our energy is so impactful, right? It's like when we're in a good place and we're just being who we are, we are literally attracting that vibe in other people that are around us. It's like, they can feel the vibration Completely. and they're, they're like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's my person, yes. right? Yes. So much so. Like I have 
I've just been on a retreat and someone uh, and one of the ta- the tasks at the end was to write down you know little words or little phrases of the people around you and my phrases that were put in these bits of paper that I I'm going to carry around for a while and make a montage on my wall but you know like you're the bright peacock that brightens my day and just the energy you have when you walk into a room I'm like oh I have a huge impact without realizing just because I'm being me and I'm just bubbly and you know I've I've moved to I've moved to a regional town in New South Wales. So it's a very small town. Um, and I like wearing a lot of color. I like wearing a brand called Camilla. I don't know if you have that out in Canada, but people will know that. Go search it. Beautiful colors, sparkles, all the things. And um, I'm sure you've watched the show Shit's Creek. Am I right? Have you seen mm-hmm. that show? Mm-hmm. My husband calls me Mudgy Moira because <laughs> I have that much like flamboyancy around town that you can't not see me and know who I am, you know? So not an ego driven thing by any stretch. I just have fun and I say hello to people and I brighten their day. And I think that's awesome. Like, you know, this conversation for me is happening at seven o'clock in the morning um, here in Australia. And this is going to like feed my day with so much energy because I've had so much fun. And so what if you could do that to everyone in every day? You know, I think, there's a lot of opportunity out there for more people to have more fun and be a lot happier if they would just share it out. There sure is. And, and it, like, it is contagious. Like what we're just saying, the energy is contagious. And just like, you know, how, when you're down, you seem to be able to have no problem finding other people that are down. Right. But it's the same when you're up. And what's cool about that is that you get to see this amazing ripple effect in the people around you. You know, like I, even just the other day, I had a woman reach out to me and she said, you know, I've been watching for a while and I thought I was too old to make change. And I thought I was too old to learn new things. And, and, here I see you doing all these things. And now I'm doing those things because you helped me realize that I wasn't too old and I could learn new things and I could try new stuff, right? Like it's, it's, it's incredible how you don't even realize that just by being in your own skin and just Mm -hmm. being who you are without any apology, what kind of ripple effect and impact that can have on others around you? It's massive. And I like to think that you don't even realize this, like the massiveness of it. You just see the small scratches at the surface of the impact that you're making on other people. You know, how long has that lady been following you for? Well, I'm time. sure I've got heap. We both probably have a heap of women or blokes, you know, it doesn't matter. Everyone following us going or following other people going oh, one day, one day. And so we just got to keep showing up because that one day will come for them. You know, it will come. And so, yeah, the power in it is, is huge. And it just, it gives me all the feels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. So, so tell us um, if people wanted to connect with you and cause I have to say, since we've connected, I love watching your social media because you <laughs> it's bright colors everywhere. In fact, I feel like we're kind of sisters from other misters because we, <laughs> I may not wear as I much mean, of the circle, but too. yeah. <laughs> Like, I just love seeing it. You're wearing all this color. Pink is clearly one of your favorite colors. It's also my favorite color. Um, So I just love it. But if people that are listening and I know that they're going to be totally energized and impacted by this vibe that you've brought to this conversation today, where can they find you and, and, and how can they work with you if that's what they choose to do? Yeah. So my, my happy hangout place is Instagram, like all the colors. So you'll find me at the handle at the Rebecca Saunders. Um, And then 
come hang out with me on my website. Come to check out my work at rebeccasaunders.com. It's super easy. I've put my name everywhere. Um, just rebeccasaunders.com. You'll find the champagne lounge there. Um, that is the online community that I've got that is there as a cheer squad for women that want to dream big, chat with like-minded people, build their network globally from their couch, which I think is super fun. Um, and just have a lot of fun and celebration along the way. So yes, you'll find some high vibe people in there too. Awesome. I love that. And I really just want to thank you for spending some of your morning with me uh, as I, as I am in the evening, you are in the morning and for reaching out and connecting. Cause it has been such a great vibe to spend some time with you. And I just know that the energy of this call is going to have a ripple effect on the people around us. So thank you so much for being that. here and sharing your story. Thank you for having me on the show. I've got a deep knowing that it will have that impact. And I also know this won't be the last time we hang out. So uh, <laughs> I look forward to it. It sure will not. <laughs> It'll be an awesome. <laughs> yes, sometime I'll be like, I know somebody in Australia. I just might have to go and make a trip there. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, thank you again for being here, Rebecca. And, you know, to all of our listeners, you know, it, it all we have to do is lean into who of more who more of who we are. And I know that that sometimes is, isn't easy. And sometimes it seems really hard to do. But when you see more women around you, especially, and I speak to women because most women listen to this channel in this space is that just leaning into you. And even if it's just like what Rebecca did, edging out a little bit at a time, right? Getting comfortable taking the hair off a little bit at a time in front of a little, a few people at once. And then eventually you'll want to just take the wig off and move on because you no longer need, it's like a safety, it's like a safety blanket, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do it step by step. Cause it's not an overnight success story, right? It's not an overnight, Oh, change my mind. Going to do this now. It takes time. So give yourself be, be, be nice to yourself. Do it slowly. And one moment, one morning you'll wake up and you'll be like, woohoo, I'm here. <laughs> so yeah, take that journey. Take the first step. I uh, love that. Well, thanks again, Rebecca. And I hope that you'll come back another time and talk with us again. Thank you, my love. I look forward to it. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Everybody have a great day and we'll see you on the next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the follow button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you liked this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show, ask me about group or one-on-one joy and mindset coaching, learn more about the Joy Project community, or consider hiring me for your next speaking engagement, please visit itsmechristined.ca. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.